and welcome back to the Some Sort of Miracle podcast. I'm Ed and I'm joined in person today for the first time in what feels like ages by Nick. Hello. And by Paul. Hiya. And joining us via Zoom is Emily. Hi everyone. And Claire. Hiya. And this is our first ever episode doing a hybrid of being in person and being online so bear with us. We have no idea how this is going to go, but I think it's going to work really well. Um, today, we are covering the last question um, on our survey. So it's our last episode on the survey. Um, yeah, the last one in our seven-part series. We really hope you've been enjoying this series so far, looking at uh, some perspective, perspectives on Christianity, church, and Christians um, from a bunch of people who very kindly responded to our survey. Uh, we just are going to be looking at the final question today from that survey, which is, why is the church in decline in the UK? Um, so let's jump in. I'd like to hear your thoughts. Why do you think the church is in decline in the UK? <laughs> this was our icebreaker question, just in case you were wondering. <laughs> it's difficult. I think um, the society's changed quite a lot since, even since I started going to church, um, I th if I think back to when I was very small, we were doing three meetings a day. You were expected to be at, you know, all three of them um, if you're in the sections and what have you. So I think as a society, we've moved to be a little bit more accepting of family, of career, of, you know, all these kind of the things that are really important to people um, rather than just, you know, rather than being a sort of a, almost like a duty to be at everything all the time. Mm. Um so I don't necessarily think that's that's cause for decline, but I think sometimes the perception is is still that old perception of you expected to be, you know, there all the time, and it's not. I th I really think church church is changing and moving, and and rightfully so, but I think there's still a little bit of work just to fill in that gap between the perception and the reality. Really, I think someone said it in their own. Um survey comments which was that the church isn't really seen as a progressive movement and I think that that is probably a fair and accurate um yeah sum summary really of, of maybe what the secular view is and I think it's a shame that I think maybe we have been tarnished sweepingly with that brush that that um you know the church maybe the institutional church isn't a progressive movement because I think we are seeing elements of, of progression personally I'm not sure we're seeing it fast enough um but I think that's definitely one of the reasons that um, church attendance is in decline I think perhaps what people got from the church in the past perhaps they found in different ways now in terms of that sense of community that somewhere to go in a certain extent and also that purpose and that meaning Perhaps they found that in different ways in terms of community within different social groups. Back in the day, there what if you wanted to do something on a Sunday, church perhaps was the thing to do, whilst there are so many more opportunities. And in terms of that search for purpose, that search for meaning, there are different ways to explore who people are and what it is that they get out of life. They don't necessarily have found within the church or have gone to the church and still not found those things in reality. Yeah, should we share some of the some more of the responses from the survey to what other people had to say about this? So we had some people saying um, that the younger generations are just not interested in faith or spirituality. Um, 
I think that's a really interesting one. I'm not sure that's entirely true. I just think that often people are like, I've heard lots of people describe that they're really interested in spirituality, but not so much religion. And I wonder whether that's partly due to the way that we have portrayed faith and portrayed religion. We've spoken in the past so much about this, but um, yeah, I, I reckon people are just as interested in spirituality as they ever were. Mm. Um, yeah. And then we've also had responses talking about um, science versus faith and how, um, the, from their perspective, science or modern scientific discoveries have meant that faith is now irrelevant. I imagine all of us around this table would probably argue with that pretty strongly. Yeah, definitely. But that is, that's a common uh, theme that has popped up throughout the survey in many ways. It's definitely an argument I've had with people. Yeah. So I think it is a lot more common than maybe we would like to think it is even though we would disagree with it yeah it's really interesting just reading through the results and, and what you were saying Ed because a, a lot of this boils down not to reality or, or fundamental problems but but perception it's all it seems to be perception problems doesn't it like that about science where you know, there's five of us here all saying we we disagree with that so that's a hundred percent of it's a very small sample given <laughs> but it's hundred percent of people that we're talking to is are saying well that's not necessarily true um, and I think that's probably where the work is, is, is that it, although I'm sure there are perhaps some, some deeper fundamental problems with church, I think we've discussed them actually before, but actually a lot of this is, is just perception and, and that's perhaps a challenge for us to talk about things a little bit more and, and to, I mean, the, the question has been fantastic to get to draw these responses out people to, for us to understand, you know, what is it that people see Christianity, church, or God, Jesus, all these things as. Um, so I found, yeah, I found that just flicking through the results that that, that seems to be the, the most part of it is, is the perception of what church is. I wonder if those people, if they if they came to church for two months, if they would say the same things, if they would say nothing, or if they would say different things. I think that'd be a really interesting um, sort of experiment to do. There were some other kind of um, ideas around why the church is in decline, but I think that from our previous episodes where we've spoken about the the problems that people have with Christianity and with church, all of those have been kind of discussed, and I think we've fairly represented the responses in other episodes. So if you do want to kind of get that bigger sense around what people have said in this survey, make sure you jump onto other episodes and uh, listen through the full series. And I think that we've kind of covered most of the topics there. So now we've kind of come to the end of our survey. I'd be really interested to hear from you guys what um, what are some of the things that jumped out to you about this experience, about these seven episodes that perhaps you, you weren't expecting, um, perhaps is something a little bit different. I think that the whole experience, I would say, has been really enriching in the respect that it really helps us to broaden our perspectives of what we thought other people thought about us, what we've had confirmed in terms of, yeah, you know, actually um, I would have anticipated those answers and what we've had challenged. I guess for me, it's mostly reaffirmed the idea that um, perceptions particularly are going to be changed through trusted conversation through meaningful contact with people out in the world in secular spaces. And I, I feel like, you know, personally, you know, as a school's chaplain, I've been banging that drum for a while now. But I think these surveys have very much reinforced that for me. And I think that's the thing 
um, what I would love is for you know more church leaderships to engage with these really difficult aspects and actually to look at those things that do cut a little bit harshly and and look at them with grace and look at them with compassion and think actually where where do we want to move in light of what public perception is and um, how can we as individuals respond to those things so I feel like it's been quite a prophetic sort of experience for the church and where it needs to sort of move to I know that's not one particular thing but I guess that would be my own reflection of the whole process of doing the survey yeah I think I found it really interesting that all of well not all of the concerns but the majority of the concerns that were raised about Christianity and about church by kind of atheists I've that have been the same concerns in a way that I have about Christianity and about church. Um, like a lot of the things that were raised in there are, are things that actually, yeah, we speak about the, the issues where there are perception issues around w who we are as Christians and what we believe and what we do. Um, and there are some things that I do think we need to try and kind of communicate better. But actually a lot of the issues that were raised, I do think are issues. And I do think that, actually that they are being perceived in a way correctly and we do need to deal with um and so that's that's been quite an interesting thing for me but uh, like alongside that there's been so many like interesting things where people have said actually i i'm really intrigued by the character of jesus i'm really in intrigued by some of the moral teaching or i'm really intrigued by this that actually you think that there is so much that christianity and so much that well, we really believe that so much Jesus has to offer to the world that there's always got to be hope. There's always got to be something, something exciting that the church has got hold of to offer the world. Um, so yeah, I, I guess it's been a balance of those things of some things that are really challenging that yeah we need to look at as a church and some things that hold a lot of promise and a lot of opportunity. Yeah, I think I think it's been good for me to see, um, a bit like Emily said, to see on paper the things that we kind of already thought were the case. Um, because it's, it's all well and good us talking about it, but like you said, we've got 100% in a sample size of five, but we're all fairly similar. Um, so to actually see other people sort of confirming those those thoughts about um, maybe the bigger problems with the wider church in this country. And mm. um, yeah, I think it'll be, it's, it's really good to think about that and hopefully drive change maybe. I mean, that sounds like a big thing, but yeah. um, even if it just drives change within our own like this group or in people listening if it drives change then I think that's a really really positive thing definitely yeah I think um, just, just reading through it, I, I tend to have sort of a positive outlook on most things but reading through this I think there was a, there's a lot to, to celebrate within in the um, in the results I think first of all just giving people a platform just to be able to say what they think and just think about church, think about Jesus. If someone asks you a question, I mean, how often does it happen? What do you think about Jesus? Like, this could be questions that people have, have either never had the opportunity to think about or have never just been asked before. So I think that's that was a really a, a really good thing to read the responses to, you know, people who are actually thinking about, you know, who is Jesus and, you know, what does what does that mean in, in today's world? Um but then also just giving people a platform to say to to vent you know a bit of frustration about you know yeah maybe maybe we can do these things a little bit better or maybe these these are things that we could improve on um it gives us like you say paul a little bit more 
of an uh, impetus to well let's yeah let's actually look at these things let's discuss them as we are doing and let's um let's see if there's anything that we can we can help to i'm not saying that we can you know change the entire church between the five of us but we can certainly do a little bit in our own spaces just to um just to help you know encourage people to to think a little bit differently or to challenge some thoughts or to um or just to thank people for the responses yes yeah, so i i found it a really really positive experience despite a lot of you know there's some quite you know quite hurtful um comments on there as far as people people um experiencing hurt from their um own experiences of church so i i, I thought i thought it's um it's been great just to to read what people's thoughts are and and have a space to read a hundred people uh, to do this in real life to ask a hundred people mm. all these questions it just take forever on it but just to get all those responses down I, I think I feel really privileged to you know to have read these responses and to you know be a part of just thinking a little bit more about them I think the question which challenged me most is when people were invited to what question would they ask a Christian and as we came to answer that, we were aware that perhaps there are questions that we don't know the answers to. And perhaps there are questions that we don't even uh, discuss within a church context. And recognising that all of us, whether we've got faith, whether we say we have a Christian faith or not, are grappling with some of those big questions, those big meaning questions in life. And that openness to have those conversations, because sometimes I think we feel we have to have all the answers. Like, and be able to, we're perhaps fearful of having conversations with people because we don't necessarily know ourselves. But I think perhaps as we authentically journey with people, then we learn and we grow. And together as a community, we can do that and discover more about our faith, discover more about other people's faith and what it means in reality for them too. Yeah, we... We've been just blown away by all of your responses to this survey. So please do uh, carry on um, getting in contact and carry on sharing in your opinions. And the best way to do that is to join the SSOM listener group on Facebook. And you find that just by searching SSOM listener group. And that should pop up there. And we'd really love to carry on this conversation and keep on asking each other difficult questions in that space. If you kind of would like to hear more about the survey or would like to find out more about some of the areas that perhaps you think we haven't spent enough time on, just drop us a message on there, drop a post on there, and we will do everything we can to communicate that as well as we can. So this is going to be a bit of a shorter episode than some of our other ones because we just thought that it would be a good way of kind of wrapping up rather than ignoring uh, the last question or kind of skimming over it in some other way. But we thought, actually, we don't want to end this with just asking, why is the church in decline? Because um, that that is a reality. But actually, there are so many things that can give us hope and so many things that can point towards the church doing something amazing in the coming years. So we would just like to uh, end this by asking the question of each other, where do you see hope in the church at the moment? I think you could take a lot of hope from the survey from even from the negative answers because yeah. there's clearly a lot of feeling in there mm. um there's a lot of emotion and there's a lot of people who are annoyed that the church is in decline even a lot of people who are probably wouldn't say they have a faith are frustrated at the way the church is um but the fact that they know how the church is and the fact that we agree as people who are ex like more experienced in church 
says that they've looked into it and that people are searching for something. Mm. That gives me hope that there is a future for the church. People are looking for something and the impetus is now on us to make church that something that they're looking for and to, to really make people belong to that or want to belong to that at least. I think I have a lot of hope for the church when I consider that before the pandemic hit, I would say that the church was occupying the gaps in society already in lots of places, in food banks, in tackling modern slavery, in mental health of young people, in homelessness services. And I think that the church actually, I would say, has led the way on those social justice issues for a long time. And I think that the secular world is catching up. Um, and, you know, I think that that's amazing because we don't have the monopoly on those things. But I think that I was really proud to see that when the pandemic hit, communities were mobilised in a new way. But in a way that actually I would say church already has been. And so I think that's really reassuring I think the challenge there is to make sure that we're continually glorifying God in that and that we're not just another, um, you know, we're not just another kind of charity base. But the other thing is, um, in the last year in particular, I think I've just seen individual Christian ministries in teaching and in the NHS and in, you know, all kinds of different places. And when I consider that really that that is the body of Christ working out through um, the mission of God but through an, the individual hands and feet of people that I know that to me is extremely hopeful um, the thing that concerns me is the way that we do our gathering that that part of it I think is the part that really needs to be reformed but when when I when I look at the future of the church I think you know provided that we have individuals that yeah, seeking Christ and seeking to be Christ-like in their own settings, then that's quite amazing to me. So I don't think the gospel's going to die out. So the church attendance may be in decline, but the gospel certainly isn't. And I would also say, you know, to the person that thinks that young people are less interested in Christ and spirituality, I know firsthand that that just really isn't true. Absolutely, Emily. And I'd go along with that in terms of, yeah, we might say that the church is in decline in terms of what that looks like and our perception of church. But actually, there continues to be individuals whose lives are transformed by knowing Jesus. People who in recent days and recent months have come to know Jesus in different ways. And actually, for them, the church isn't in decline. The church is like a new life for them, a new way of experiencing life that perhaps as people who've been part of church for so many years, we forget about the joy it can bring and the hope it can bring and what it means to be in community. I spend a lot of my time doing food parcels, giving out food parcels to people who are in practical need. And the other day I had a conversation with two people who both were asking about church and when we do church and what that looks like. Because there is that spiritual desire, there is that desire to be part of something more, to find that meaning and what that looks like. And it's how we can create or develop communities where everyone, wherever they are on that faith journey, can discover something more of that purpose and that meaning. I came across a quote by Reverend Giles Fraser, which says, can the church live by the good news of the resurrection alone? And that really challenged me in these days to think about 
when perhaps the practicalities and the statistics and whatever suggest a dying church, actually we still have the resurrection and that is, doesn't change. Whatever society looks like, whatever happens within the church, the resurrection is still real. And so does the church still survive with that and thrive with that? It's it's a it's a massive. I think we spoke about this before that the the term church is such a massive massive thing, isn't it? Like like you were saying, Emily, the you're looking at a, a, an organisation that looks at social justice and a lobbying government, but also pastoral care and, and morning worship and community groups, and I think all of us are part of different parts of that. Which but we all make the same kind of church. But I was trying to think. I, I really like food, and the only thing I could think of is it's a little bit like. Um, uh, like pancake mix like if you, if you do it one way it's it's a pancake if you do it another way it's a Yorkshire pudding like there's so many different ways to do it but it's the same thing um and for me the hope is that you know that we that we are adapting that we have all the tools to do these things and the pandemic um has been a perfect example of that of we've got the tools to to change and to mold and to do things differently and to still speak the gospel but maybe in a new way or in a way we haven't considered or maybe that's online or maybe that's in person or maybe it's neither um so for me the hope is that everything is there and that that stems for me that stems from that that um, resurrection um that you were speaking about claire that the the hope is that you know that never changes but the way we we do that the way we speak about it the way we live that out is always going to change and that's going to change more in the next 10 years than probably it has in the last 100 and it's changed a lot in the last 100 so uh, I'm really hopeful that, that you know the church will maybe not in the in a traditional sense but it will be there and it will be you know living and breathing and be even more uh, impactful than it has been in the last 100 or so years um, just by its adaptability. Mm, definitely I think yeah we, we say all this from the baseline that we we primarily have hope because Jesus is at the centre of the church, and I have absolute hope in Jesus. And he, yeah, as long as that's there, there is hope for the church in the UK. But I, w- I was having this conversation with uh, a friend recently, and we were talking about how in the Salvation Army alone, in the next like something like ten years, fifty percent of all of our ministers, all our officers, are retiring, and um, that is just crazy statistics. Not you, um, Claire. Not you, you're not. <laughs> not you, Claire. <laughs> but um, that, it's really scary, really. And, you know, that, that doesn't include people that leave for other reasons. It doesn't include um, lots of other kind of variables. And we, we were just talking about oh, th- this makes it hard because, you know, we, we, we see churches closing. We see congregations shrinking, which means that financially um, the church takes a hit and we have less financial resources to work with, less personnel. And it was just limitations and limitations and limitations. And as we were talking, I really felt God remind me of something that I learned at uni. And it was in a songwriting uh, lecture. And we were talking about when you get stuck, when you find yourself in a place where you don't know where to go. And he said, actually, one of the best things you can give yourself is limitations. Because when we have the most limitations as humans, we find the most creativity and we find the most creative solutions. And I started looking at some of the churches that were doing really interesting things. And I thought, look at their limitations. Yeah, if you just focus on them, they look like they can't do anything. But actually, their limitations have forced them to think differently, have forced them to find creative solutions. Mm. And I do think the church is going to be in this space for the next however many years that 
We don't have the luxury of being the centre of all political power in the UK. <laughs> and, you know, I would argue that we never should have been in that position. <laughs> and that was a mistake. But um, we're, not in a, we're not in a place where we have all the money, all the personnel, all the resources, all the land, all the buildings. We're in a place where actually we, we are seeing limitations piling up. But one, we have Jesus at the centre of what we're doing. So that should be a huge source of hope. But also we are, as humans, we're creative. And given a challenge, we are given an opportunity to be creative. So I guess that's where I would see hope for the church in the future. Well, that's just about all we have time for for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate you taking the time to be here. If you would like to get involved, like we've mentioned earlier, please do jump onto the listener group on Facebook and share your thoughts, your experiences, and share perhaps where you see hope uh, for the church um, in that space as well. We'd really love to hear your stories of hope there. Uh, and until next time, be well. Thank you.